Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of the Hot Dinner Club Podcast, episode 220, let's go, 220 episodes, big shout out to everybody who tuned in last week's episode, um, definitely, definitely appreciate you guys for tuning in, I'm your host Darius, we're back with another episode, it is Monday, but when you guys hear this, it may be Tuesday, it may be Wednesday, regardless, I appreciate every time you press play, I appreciate whenever you support, whenever you screenshot, whatever, whatever the case may be. I appreciate the little bit of support that I received with this podcast. Um, obviously, we're two years in. We make three years next year. Like I said, we're gonna throw a party. We'll be back with another episode, man. We got some. We got some. We got some stuff, man. We got a lot of. It's been a wild like week. Like the end of last week was kind of like hot, and I'm not even just talking about like with the news wise. I'm talking about the heat. We've been getting straight like 90 degrees weather. I know the rest of this week is supposed to be like in a. In a like mid nineties, so I hope everyone is staying cool. Obviously, you're wearing your mask, you're sanitizing your hands, you're washing your hands, you're wearing your gloves, and you're not going to COVID parties. Like that's listen, listen. COVID is still here, and I think people think that COVID is not. Now, I recently, uh, I recently went out this past weekend uh, to get food. I'm gonna do a Chipotle, and I was eating outside, and it did feel like life was kind of getting back to normal, just in a sense where it's like. All right, you know, you can go in and get the food and, you know, retail stores open and things like that. I even went to the mall. I went to the mall for the first time since COVID. Like, the last time I went to the mall before COVID, I believe it was sometime in January, December. I remember because I went to go get a, uh, I went to go get a jacket jacket, like a puffy jacket because I didn't have one. So, that was the last time I went to COVID and obviously COVID came through. Big Rona, Big Sexy, as I like to call her. She shut everything down. So, this past Friday, I went to the mall and I was able to kind of just, you know, I went in the morning, obviously you have to have your face mask on. And I went to one of the stores where we had to wait. I had to wait outside of the store um, just to get in the store because they did, I guess, you know, capacity limits. But I feel like we're kind of getting back to a little bit of normalcy, um, just in a sense where things are kind of, kind of feeling like normal. Like, you know, you go out and you're like, you might be careless, like, wow, you know, COVID's not here. It's not real. But what really reminds you of COVID is the wearing the face mask. And, you know, obviously people have gloves on. And, you know, the malls have, like, hand sanitizer stations everywhere. I keep a thing of hand sanitizer on me. I actually have one in my bag, my um, work bag that I keep now with me. And, obviously, gloves and things like that. But life does feel like it's kind of getting back to normal. So I hope I'm not only, like, the only person that feels like that. I know people who literally been feeling like that since we got shut down. Like, nah, I ain't get shut down. I was still, you know, doing this, nine and third. But, um, yeah. But like I said, man, we got some we got some stuff, man. We got some news. We got people getting shot. We got NFL players retiring again. We got life inside the NBA bubble. We, just got, we got a lot of stuff going on. So, I'm going to tackle the life inside the NBA bubble first. Now, if you guys don't know, the NBA season was postponed since March, I want to say 11th or 12th, around there. The NBA season got postponed, obviously, because one of the NBA players, Woody Gobert, the starting center for the Utah Jazz, he tested positive for uh, corona, coronavirus. And uh, the game that the games were postponed, and then the season ultimately got suspended. And they went to, they went, we literally went through, you know, the end of March, April, uh, May, June and even a little bit of July without any major league sports as far as uh, NBA or uh, baseball. Now, hockey was also another sport that got suspended. Um, but then sports started to come back. NASCAR, I think, I believe was like the first sport really to, you know, take a break and then come back. Obviously, you have some NHL. I mean, not NHL. You have some MMA. 
So we did have a little bit of sports, but now obviously we're getting really sports back. Like baseball is back. There are actually um, exhibition baseball games on currently right now, and the baseball season starts actually this Friday. I want to believe the twenty fourth, whatever the date is, the twenty fourth. Uh, baseball is coming back. Like the season is going to start. There's going to be opening day. It's going to be the Nationals who won the World Series last year against the Yankees. So that's going to be cool. So if you're a baseball fan, you're happy because baseball is officially, officially going to be back. And obviously there was a lot of back and forth um, as far as, you know, how many games are going to be played, salary and things like that. But it's great to have some, like, it's great to have baseball back. It's great to have basketball back. But the Orlando bubble, now, like I said, I talked about this. I, I believe I talked about this uh, a few weeks ago. I think it was two episodes ago. I think it was the episode before the motivational episode where I talked about how the NBA players are in Orlando. They're in a bubble they're on Disney, the Disney Resort in Orlando, Florida, and they're calling it the bubble. Now, I was able to watch two vlogs. Um, JaVel McGee, the starting center for the Los Angeles Lakers, I was able to watch his vlog. So he's vlogging his experience in the bubble. Um, episode one was pretty cool because it showed you him, you know, leaving his family. Obviously, it's very difficult for some of these players because some of these players have actually kids and wives and some of them, you know, are really close to their parents and things like that. They have to leave their parents and they are all, you know, in this bubble for two months without any type of, you know, family, physical interaction. Obviously, they can FaceTime their family, but they can't really physically see them in person for, I believe, the next two months until I believe they're allowed, the family members are allowed to come and see them and things like that. Um, yeah, I was able to watch the vlog and, I, and, it, and it's cool. I think it's cool if you guys, if you guys have not watched it and you're a big NBA fan, um, definitely check it out. I think it's dope. JaVel McGee, um, he's showing you just the different things. Obviously, he has to, you know, when he's inside the hotel, um, they have to wear a mask. So when they first arrive to the hotel, obviously, they get tested. Um, that's like the first thing they do. They get tested, they check in. And then they self-quarantine for 48 hours. So when they check in, no one can leave, I believe, their room. Um, they can't leave their room for the next 48 hours. And then after the 48 hours over, they get tested again. Once they come back positive, I mean, negative, not positive, God, no. Once they come out negative, they obviously can move around and get food and things like that. But the NBA, they hook these players up. Like I said, I spoke about it two weeks ago. Each team got a really nice hotel. Um, they even got them a nice care package where I know one of the bags, I had a bunch of masks, um, hand sanitizer, it gave them snacks. The rooms, are, the hotel rooms are nice. Uh, JaVale McGee brought his Xbox. I think he plays Xbox. He brought his Xbox. He also streams. Call of Duty, so they're having, they're doing things and they're killing times. But during the vlog, he shows you what he goes through. Obviously, they have practice. Um, they don't want to have, they don't have to wear their mask for practice. But you know, after practice, they have to wear it. He shows you him. It shows, he shows you him getting tested um, with you know the mouth with the, the swab in the mouth and the nose. Um, they have this wristband thing that they have to use to get in the door. So they're really not even, they're not doing a lot of touching even to get in their room. They have this wristband and they, you know, put the wristband to the door and it opens before, obviously, you know, key cards and pushing it like they're trying to limit how much physical touch that they do during this. Um, but it's cool. I, I definitely like it. I think you guys should definitely check it out. Like I said, the food, uh, he's, you know, he's showing you the food. The food don't look too good, uh, obviously. But I mean, listen, you know, it, it, it's it's it is what it is. I think the food is going to get better, obviously, as the players complain. Um, obviously they're going to, they're going to make some, I think the NBA is going to make some adjustments, but it's, I mean, it's life in a bubble and you know, they're, they're around a bunch of their teammates, a bunch of their pairs. Um, they have, they have each hotel, 
each hotel has a you know entertainment center, players lounge where you have video like like card games and ping pong tables and you know TVs and things like that. Obviously, each hotel room has a TV, so you know it's all about making the best of opportunity. It's kind of like one of those you know vacations from vacation, like you know they're taking a vacation but they're also you know doing their job at the same time. So I think it's cool. And also, just reported today, there have been zero NBA players positive for the coronavirus. So today. Um, that was a report that went out that no player had tested for the coronavirus. And mind you, it's 346 players in the resort and not one person tested positive coronavirus. So that's a very, very, very good plus. I believe it was either hockey or baseball who tested 800 people and only two people tested positive for the coronavirus. Now, when the sports were first coming back, and they were testing and all that. You did kind of see some, you know, not scary numbers, but the numbers were a little bit eye-opening. But now, obviously, now that the sports are coming back, because like I said, baseball is starting now, and obviously they're playing without fans. You have baseball on currently, but the season doesn't start until Friday. Um, you know, their their testing numbers are very low. NBA, zero, you know, zero positive cases. NHL, I believe it's two positive cases. So you're seeing as the season starts approaching it closer, the you know people are not testing positive. Now, are these numbers true? Are they you know fixing these numbers? I do not know. I cannot tell you that. But it is a great sign. It is a good sign that we're moving in the right direction as far as sports coming back, and you know, um, you know, sports coming back, and that we're not that. A lot of people aren't getting the coronavirus. Obviously, they're all self-isolated and things like that, but that's cool. But, yeah, I just wanted to show you guys with that. Obviously, like I said, the NBA is going to be back next Friday, July 31st. Opening, they're going to resume this season. Remember, they're only going to play eight regular season games. I believe they're going to run exhibition scrimmage games this week. Um, they're only going to do 10-minute quarters. But when the season starts, everything goes back to normal. The season starts this Friday. I mean, next Friday. And then, like I said, baseball is back for all my baseball heads who listen to this podcast. Shout out to y'all. The season is back. I believe hockey comes back August 1st. Yes. So each sports comes back on a Friday. And that's really cool. Now, the only sport that may not come back because there has been questions on the safety of the players is the NFL. Now, if you guys don't know, the NFL season has been done way before the coronavirus really, I believe, um, you know, shut everything down. The NFL was done in February. The first Sunday in February, they were done. So they had all this time to really come up with a plan, you know, they to come up with a plan and things like that. But during this time, they really weren't working on a plan. And now the season may be in jeopardy. Now, do I personally think the season is going to get canceled? And this is one of the topics that so you're talking about. Is the season going to get canceled? I personally don't think the NFL is going to cancel the season. I think what we're going to see is, and it's going to come down to the next, like, because training camp is supposed to start uh, this week for certain teams. Uh, I know the Texans, the Houston Texans, and the Kansas City Chiefs, their rookies were supposed to support. They were supposed to su- report, I'm sorry, report to training camp this today. And obviously then, because we don't we don't know what's going on with, you know, safety protocols. And you have you have huge huge stars like obviously Patrick Mahomes, the half a billion dollar man. He has concerns. Uh, Russell Wilson, who's you know just had a baby, his wife is pregnant. Uh, Ciara is pregnant. You know JJ Watt, D- Drew Brees. These are guys who are very vocal on Twitter, 
and saying we want to play, but we want to be safe as well. And the NFL has not really, um, you know, issued a type of, you know, system other than just saying, hey, we're going to, you know, cancel all preseason games. And then, you know, at first it was two preseason games. Now it's, hey, we're going to cancel all preseason games. Now it's, okay, now we're going to do daily testing. The daily testing is the step, is a, is, a, is a great step in the right direction. But, you know, other players are going to want to do more. Football is a very physical sport. Obviously, you know, you're, you're clashing your, it's, it's a physical sport. And obviously the NFL also took away the, you know, jersey swaps. You guys don't know what jersey swaps are. Um, every end of a, every, every end, every end at the NFL game, at an NFL game, Key play, not even key players, just players exchange jerseys. Obviously, you hang them up, you get them signed. They hand, they canceled that. Now, when I when I read that, I'm like, you're gonna cancel jersey swaps, but you're gonna allow them to play a game for an hour, for 15 minutes, four quarters. You're gonna allow them to do that, where they're gonna tackle each other, where they're gonna push each other, but you're not gonna allow them to, you know, exchange jerseys. So when I read that, I'm like, that kind of doesn't make sense. Uh, Richard Sherman, a corner, uh, a very vocal NFL player. He plays for the 49ers. He was very vocal about this and laughed about it. I was like, that doesn't make sense. But players really, really want to be safe. They want to know a plan for the season. And the season is supposed to start very, very soon. Obviously, they canceled the Hall of Fame game, the first preseason game. Uh, but as of right now, there hasn't been much talk about the protocols. Obviously, you know, they're talking about implementing new helmets where they, you know, it's kind of, it's protecting them and things like that. Then you have some players who are like, I'm not going to wear that. Um, but as far as the season getting canceled, I don't think the season's going to get canceled. What we might see that could potentially cancel this season, here's two things that's going to happen. The first thing is if the season gets canceled, it's going to be because big star players are not going to want to play because they don't have, they don't feel comfortable and safe enough and, and the NFL isn't, you know, giving them a plan. You know, guys like Patrick Mahomes, if he says, hey, I'm going to sit out. You know, guys like J.J. Watt, you know, guys like Odell Beckham Jr., Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, these are big-name players. If these guys decide to say, hey, I'm going to sit out, then I think now the season is going to be in jeopardy. But I feel like the worst-case scenario that's going to happen with the NFL, we're going to have football, and obviously – you know, it's not going to be with fans. I don't think we're going to see fans. If we see fans, it's going to be social distance and it's not going to be a lot of fans in attendance. Um, but I obviously think that the NFL, if they don't implement fans, obviously you're going to have, they're going to make it seem like it's a game with the sounds and things like that. If the season, that's one way. Secondly, I think the season is the worst case scenario is the season gets delayed. I don't, like I said, I don't see the season getting canceled. I see the season getting delayed. Um, I don't think that, you know, the season, the season may not start on time just because we, one, we don't have a vaccine Two, the NFL doesn't have a really plan. You look at, you look at sports like the NBA, right? They had, you know, I, not even the NBA, the NFL had enough time to really come up with a plan because really no, we didn't really go into shutdown till March. So they had March, they had April, they had May, they had June. You had like four months to really come up with a plan and you obviously can, you know, take ideas from the NBA. You could take ideas from the NHL. You could take ideas from the MLB, you know. Yes, your sport is more physical, but you can take those ideas and make a, and make a plan out of those ideas and, and, and protect your players and make sure everyone's safe. But like I said, that's the biggest problem. And that's why I think, you know, 
if we don't get anything by, I say, the end of this week, then the season is in jeopardy of getting, you know, delayed. Then it's like, all right, I feel like at that point, they're going to delay the season. You have to because training camp is around the corner. And even if you cancel preseason games, the season is still going to start in September. You know, I think they I think they already know there's going to be no fans. That's perfectly fine to have no fans at the games. Now you tell you lose a portion of your money because obviously the fans and paying and revenue and things like that. But at the same time, it's about the safety of your fans, about the safety of your employees, it's about the safety of your players as well. And I think that's what's kind of making that's what's kind of taking the NFL, um, you know, thinking about this. And obviously, they're trying to figure out too travel because you know they they're not gonna put their players in a bubble. They can't really do that. There's I don't think there's a big enough space for you know, all 32 teams and X amount of players to be isolated and be able to, you know, play. So they're going to have to travel a lot and do different things like that. So obviously, it's a work in progress. You know, the Hot Dinner Club podcast got you guys. When that news breaks, if the season is delayed, if the season's canceled, like I said, the NFL is a powerful, powerful, powerful um, sport. They're not going to get canceled. I think the worst case scenario, we see it get delayed by at least like a week or two. Um, but, you know, like I said, the hot in the club got you, if anything. Stan NFL, my man, my man, my man, my man, Antonio Brown. You guys don't know who Antonio Brown is. This guy was one of the best wide receivers from, I would I want to say, about 2013, maybe 2012 or 14 to about 2016, 17. Not even, 2018. This guy was a, you know, a 100-yard reception receiver, over a 1,000 yards. He wasn't a first-round pick. You know, wasn't highly scouted, made his way on the Pittsburgh Steelers roster by returning putts. Then he became one of the best wide receivers in the game. He's calling it quits. He's saying, I'm retiring. Now, Antonio Brown has not played in the NFL since week two of last season when he signed with the New England Patriots. Now, he's had a lot of off-the-field issues. He's been trying to, you know, fix those things and things like that. But ultimately... He decided to retire. Now, he did. This is not his first rodeo retirement. He decided that he was going to call it quits on September 22nd, 2019. Um, But then he decided, hey, I'm going to come out of retirement. And obviously, um, since then, no team has really, you know, showed interest. Now, I won't say showed interest, but no team really signed it. There were teams showing interest. But then once reports, I guess, said that they did, you know, those teams like Seattle said, hey, we're not going to sign them. Uh, Baltimore was another team. Tampa Bay was ha- ha- Tampa Bay when Tom Brady s- signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That was one of the first teams that uh, first teams that Antonio Brown was like, "Hey, I want to go to." Um, obviously, you know, during the season, even when the season was happening, and he got released by the New England Patriots, um, he was, you know, he wanted to come back, but obviously, you know, it was issues with the owner, Robert Kraft. And things like that, but Antonio Brown's calling the quits. You know, when you look at it, when you look at his career. If you look at the numbers, obviously he's you know one of the best receivers of all times. You you can't you can't deny that his route running is insane. His hands are insane. You know different things like that. But what really makes him look like a bad guy is his off the field issues. Obviously, you know the the antics and things like that, and. You know, it's sad because this guy has so much talent. This guy is, like I said, when he's in the game and completely on his A game, you know, you can make an argument that he is, you know, the number two or number, he's a top three receiver in the game. And, you know, he's not big. He's not 6'3", 6'4". He's 5'11", maybe maybe 6 feet, but he's quick. 
You know, his release is amazing. His route running is crisp. And, you know, it's sad because, like I said, he has a lot of talent. And you just feel like he wasted all that talent with those off-the-field issues. Obviously, the stunt in Oakland, you know, with the foot injury and not being able to play a game and, the, you know, calling the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger a racist and the, the, the tantrums and doing whatever he wants and things like that. You know, that, uh, that when, when, when a Hall of Fame committee look back at it, you know, that's going to be the stuff that they look at. It's like, okay, you did so well on paper. That's great. You did all these records, but your off-the-field issues are a huge problem. And, you know, that's the topic of a different day if you think that the Hall of Fame, you know, you, should, you shouldn't be judged by what you do off the field, only on the field. That's a topic for a different day. Um, but it, it's sad that, you know, Antonio Brown, like I said, one of the best receivers in the game, is retiring just simply off of the fact that he's, a, he's you know, he's one of the best. And, you know, I hope for the best for him. I hope he seeks the help that he needs because obviously he does. Something's not up right up there. Either somebody in his corner is allowing him to do whatever he wants or he's just like, he just doesn't listen to them people. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not in his corner, but we'll see. We'll see. But I definitely think he's not done. Um, I just think it's a it's a situation where he just got to, you know, get his act together, get his act together and then, you know, prove to a team, if a team does give him a chance, prove to a team that he's not a distraction, that he's going to come in and work and grind and do this one, X, Y, and Z. So, but we'll see if, if, hey, listen, y'all know the Hot Dinner Club podcast, you know, if he come back, I got y'all. All right, let's get to these trending topics, man. Shout out to my, not my boy, I'm saying like I knew this guy. You guys don't know, today, Monday, July 20th, 2020, let's be still in 2020. We're almost done. We're almost done. 2020 almost over. I know some of y'all like cancel 2020. I know some of y'all like, I can't wait to 2021. All right, let's slow down because 2020 is almost over. Let's enjoy each and every day that we have left in this year, all right? But if you guys don't know, today is Pop Smoke's birthday. Yes, Pop Smoke, the late Pop Smoke. Um, He was he was fatally shot in his L.A. Uh, home. I think he was renting it back in February. He dropped his he, he dropped deluxe album to his album. Um, and honestly, I personally like the regular album. Now the regular album, uh, "Shoot for the Stars," "Aim for the Moon," um, that came out July third. Now this is his debut album, um, and obviously it's a bunch of unreleased songs put together into an album because he passed away. And he wasn't able to celebrate his album. He died at the age of 20. Today was his 21st birthday. There was a lot of love for Pop Smoke today. We dropped this deluxe album. This featured 15, I believe. This featured 15 new songs from the original album. He has some cool features. Jamie Foxx, PNB Rock, who I haven't heard new music in a long time. Uh, David O, uh, Gunna Young Thug. Um, and obviously, his the album, not the deluxe, but the album... You know, when it first came out, it went number one. It was his first, de- it was his debut album, and it's mad cool that his album went number one. Personally, I like the original. I like the original album. I don't like the deluxe. I'm not saying the deluxe is bad. I just think when you look at the, f- now, like I said, they're pretty, you know, cool features, but they're not, you know, standout features. I felt like he definitely could have got some better features, in my opinion. He does have some valid ones, obviously. I like the Young Thug and Gunna. I love, you know, I love Young Thug. Shout out to my cousin Tim. He put me on to Young Thug back in 2016. I think whenever Young Thug and Gunna get on a track, a track together, they make magic. You though, you put Pop Smoke on that thing. So best song in the deluxe album. 
Um, Jamie Foxx, I was very, very, I was like very shocked when I saw that Jamie Foxx here. I was like, Jamie, Jamie Foxx, you mean the guy that played Ray Charles so good that we thought that was Ray Charles? That Jamie Foxx? And y'all already know Jamie, Talks is, Jamie Foxx is multi-talented actor, singer, producer, songwriter, all that. Yes, the Jamie Foxx show. This man played Ray Charles so good when I was like eight or nine, I thought that was Ray Charles. That's how good he played it. This man has won Emmys. He's won Grammys. He got to be on the album. Um, so that was pretty cool. But like I said, I enjoy, I enjoy the regular album. Um, obviously, deluxe albums, if you guys don't know, are songs that didn't make the cut. Um, you know, I personally like when al uh, artists do deluxe albums because it's like, all right, what songs didn't make it? You know, and then I also love too, which people... I think people, when we judge music, you can't judge an album with the first listen. That's like rule number one, because it's a lot of artists, it's a lot of albums that I listen to the first time and I don't like, and I'm just like, you know what, I have to listen to it again. You know what I mean? So you have to listen to it more than once. I genuinely believe you judge it from the first you from the first time, you really didn't listen to it, especially with songs. Like, you can't do the song off the first listen. You got to continuously listen to that thing. But... I do like when artists drop deluxe versions because some you do have some you do have some albums that are better than the um, than the original. I know one album that I felt like that was the Born Center album by J Cole. I believe Drake did a Take Care deluxe album. Uh, yeah, I believe he did. I'm not too sure. I know I know I'm gonna get fact checked by them Drake stands out there. Shout out to the Drake fans. But I believe he did a deluxe album. Obviously, Revenge of the Dreamers three. The deluxe album was dope. Now, that album was more of just the Dreamville artists really just putting themselves more out there and obviously the features and different things like that from outside artists. So I thought that was I thought that was pretty dope. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely, if you guys have not listened to the album, the deluxe album, definitely take a listen. Possible definitely did his thing on his debut album. I did have a conversation with one of my boys. He definitely said that he really doesn't feel like it's an album because it's just unreleased songs. And we don't know if Pop was alive, if he would have put those songs in the album. I agree, but nonetheless, if this was what he had recorded, unreleased, and all that, I think it's pretty dope. I think it's a, I think it's a solid first album. I think it has, I think it's in a conversation for album of the year. And you know, I'm not trying to speak bad on Pop, but I feel like if it does get it, it's because he passed away. Not, not so much he's alive. So that's just me. Because you know how like when rappers pass away, they want to give these awards to them and things like just because they're gone. Nipsey Hussle was like the prime example when he won a Grammy this past year when he wasn't when he was gone. He was dead already. So I'm just saying, I'm speaking facts. Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Yo, staying with staying with uh in the rap industry, Meg the Stallion. Now, if you guys don't know. Meg the Stallion, yeah, she's a stallion. She got her little hotties and all that. Shout out to the, shout out to the hotties and all that. That's listening. She was shot. Now, I'm not laughing at she was shot. I had a conversation last, uh, I think it was last night or the night before. Yeah, it was last night. Where how people make a joke out of everything, and I was making the point that we were literally on the verge of going to World War Three, and people was joking about it. God forbid, and RIP to obviously Pop Smoke. People made fun that people made fun of Pop Smoke when he died. You know, people made fun of XX Tassacion, a rapper who got shot in Miami. They made fun of him. You know what I mean? Like people, whenever somebody gets shot, somebody's making fun of him. Um, 
And, you know, Meg was the latest victim of that. Meg got shot in the foot and everyone was cracking jokes. Um, and then the alleged suspect is Tory Lanez. Apparently, her and Tory Lanez were in the vehicle together. I believe it was an SUV. And they said she tried to run away. He shot, he shot her in the foot. So they got into an altercation. Shot her in the foot. Um, Meg's bodyguard basically said, hey, I wasn't there that night. But if I was, you know what it was. Kind of speaking around it. Meg released a couple of statements basically saying that this is an eye-opening experience for her. That, you know, she, like like I said, this is an eye-opening experience for her. She's lucky to be alive. She's just trying to get focused on, you know, healing so she can back to the studio, make music. Um, and obviously she said this is not a joking matter. Um, but she never once said Tory Lanez did it or didn't do it. So, we do not know if Tory Lanez shot Meg in the foot. The only thing we know is that he allegedly did it. People making jokes about it, saying that, you know, uh, X, Y, and Z, he's, he, you know, he, she tried to twerk on him, and, and he wanted to dance. She said no, so he shot her in the foot. Um, apparently, I remember when it first broke out that Tory Lanez, that Tory Lanez didn't shoot her, but he shot the person that shot her. Then it came out that Tory Lane shot her. Like I said, Meg has not. Tory, I don't believe. I believe Tory Lane hasn't released a statement or anything like that. He's been very MIA. Then you have Meg obviously released a statement, basically saying, "Hey, X, Y, and Z," but she's not saying Tory Lane's did it. It's gonna be interesting to see though what happens um, because, like I said, man, she got shot. And obviously, we, we if you guys don't know who Meg this sign is, she's a uh, she's a female rapper out of Houston, Texas, who really blew up last year. Obviously, she got she got a feature with Nicki Minaj with Hot Girl Summer. Um, then she got this feature with Beyonce, Savage, the remix, which went number one. That was her first number one song. So big shout out to Make This Time for that. But it is a sad moment, and I hope for a speed recovery. Obviously, getting shot at or shot is not any type of fun. But like I said... The, the internet is a very dark place where everybody's going to make jokes, and that's just how it is. Literally, everybody's going to make a joke out of everything. We're making joke out of corona and people dying over coronavirus. We're making jokes out of that. So, but yes, that, that's what that's what happened to Maggie. Like I said, um, you know, I definitely hope for a speedy recovery and things like that. Staying on trending topics, the last thing I want to talk about before I get out of here. Man, listen, Florida, if you guys don't, yo, Florida. I don't know what's what, what what's up with Florida. Like for my Florida listeners, what's up with y'all, man? Like, what are y'all doing down there that y'all breaking the positive cases each and every day? And and instead of like, hey, we're going from eight thousand new cases to nine thousand to ten thousand to eleven thousand to twelve thousand to like to the point where you're just like, are these numbers even real? Are people like that naive to not wear a mask? You know what I mean? You guys don't know Florida, um, home of Disney World, opened up. Um, I believe they opened up. I want to say July fifteenth they opened up, but they opened up recently, and it was open to the public. Um, obviously, uh, the, some of the rules and regulations, just like Six Flags here in New Jersey, you have to wear your face mask. Obviously, they check your temperature. If you don't have, if you have a temperature over hundred degrees, they will not allow you in the park. Um, that is most places in New Jersey. Um, I was, I actually went to a, I went to a spot recently where I got my temperature checked and I was like kind of scared. Cause I was like, it's hot outside. 
maybe this may affect if I have a fever. But I didn't, obviously, I was able to go in, but it just felt weird. And I was so, I was like shaking my boots. I was terrified. I was like, yo, I hope I don't have a, I hope I don't have a fever. But like I said, obviously, I was able to go into the, um, the store that I was going into when they checked my temperature. But Disney World has decided not to, to stay open. But what a few rules. So apparently, I was reading this. Um, they will not allow you to eat and drink while walking. Because of Corona. Now, how, like, can somebody, like, make that make sense to me? How does that How does that prevent COVID? Now, obviously, like I said, when you go to Disney World, you have to wear your mask. Um, only some of you don't have to wear your mask because obviously when you're eating and when you're swimming. But for the most part, you have to wear your mask. And then, you know, social distancing and things like that. But Florida is seeing new cases every day, right? And your solution to... I guess limiting the cases in Disney World is to stop eating and drinking. Now, there are there's the CDC. CDC has said that the coronavirus you, it's it's harder to catch it outside than it's inside. Obviously, Disney World is outside, so I can kind of understand why they said that. But from Florida standpoint, when are you gonna close down your state again? When are you gonna make it mandatory? For people to wear masks. Like New Jersey makes it mandatory now wherever you go. I go back to work tomorrow and I'm going to have to wear a mask. Like I told you, I got my mask, I got my gloves, I got hand sanitizer. I'm strapped. I keep that thing on me. I'm ready. When is Florida going to be like, you know what? We're getting a lot of cases. Let's just throw back on the opening and just close everything down. Let's just close everything down for two, three weeks. And I actually saw on Twitter. I love Twitter. Um, I believe one of the, I think the CDC said, or a doctor said, if everyone wears their mask, we would have the coronavirus under control in four to six weeks. Four to six, if every, if everyone does their part and wears their mask, wherever we go, if we're in, if we're going to a public place, if everyone wears their mask, right? And obviously the only exception would be the beach, right? Like if you're on the beach, you probably wouldn't have to wear your mask, especially if you're going in the water. But let's say you go to the mall and if every place mandates that you wear a mask because I feel like there are, excuse me, there are places that don't say that, you know, obviously you don't have to wear a mask. Obviously, I, I, I don't know what spots in Florida, but there are some spots in Florida, you know, Georgia and things like that. But if we all just wear a mask, this thing will be done. Apparently there are, you know, um, vaccines that are being passed and things like that, first trials and stuff like that. We probably won't see a vaccine until next year, um, early February, I believe I was hearing. But if we were to wear a mask, right? That's what they said. And you have people who are genuinely, genuinely arguing, I don't want to wear a mask. I can't breathe in it. I can't do this. I can't do that. Like people are like livid that they have to wear a mask. Then you have people who are like, yo, just wear your mask. You have celebrities endorsing to wear a mask, wash your hands, do this and that. But people just don't want to do it. So it's like, and remember last week, Trump wore a mask for the first time. And I was like, hey, I think, you know, if Trump wears a mask, maybe everybody will wear a mask. But apparently nobody wants, nah, I'm not going to say nobody, but people don't wear a mask. I don't know. I just, listen, man, how Denny Club podcast says wear your mask. Just wear your mask. Over your mouth, your nose. We can go back to normal. We can go back to completely normal. I don't think life is going to be normal. You know, we're not going back to normal. 
And then even when we get the vaccine, because you still have people who are scared, but we can get back to some type of normalcy or even just a new beginning of life and things like that. I don't mind the social distancing with the malls and different things like that. It's actually better because I don't like people being up all under me. And I know everybody who listens to this podcast doesn't. Uh, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what happens in a few weeks. But that is it for episode 220. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, thank you so much for tuning in whenever you decide to tune in. Thank you so much for the countless, countless amount of support. Every share, every play, every like. I appreciate you guys so much. It means a lot to me. Um, big, 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 big shout out to the homies, Culture to the Core. Cambria and Darby, they are returning with their episode, season four, episode one. So make sure you guys tune in this week after you listen to my podcast or if you listen to their podcast first and listen to mine, whatever. Please, please, please make sure you guys tune in. They've been gone for too long. Um, they're officially back with season four. I believe they come, they're going to be back Wednesday or Thursday. I'm not sure, but they're back. And I'm actually excited for them because that is a podcast that I listen to on a daily. As soon as it's released, I'd be like, yo, I'm on it. I'm on it. So definitely make sure you guys tune into that podcast. They will be back this week for season four. Um, with that being said, guys, I will talk to you guys next week. Stay beautiful. Stay blessed. Peace.